Hello and welcome to the latest Flow podcast. For obvious reasons, I'm not joined by Andy today, but we still wanted to give you some great updates of all the things God has been doing through the message over the last month or so. Back at the start of the month, we had our prayer day um, before the lockdown and we had loads of great stories and testimonies of all the things God's been doing through the message. So we wanted to share those with you. So let's kick off with a great update from the higher team about all that God did through Higher Southport. So some of the tours that we're doing this year with external partners um, and we're kind of um, working with them. Um, this was with the Southport Schools Trust. Um, so SU involved over there, a whole bunch of amazing people. They've been in, in schools there for years and years and just been sewing in. And um, we were really optimistic that this week was going to be full of about 10 schools. And it's the first tour we've done in a long time. We really felt there was actual like direct opposition. We had a super head um, about a week out, just like pull out three schools and just be like, nah, you're not coming in. I've decided it's not happening. Um, one school, um, got back from Lombardy region from Italy on an exchange and they had to be self-isolating. This is like weeks and weeks ago before everything kicked off proper. Um, and then the rest of the school self-isolated themselves from those young people. So the school was like, the school's in chaos, you can't come in. So the team, I have to say, I want to honour the team here and the team in Southport and just say, they hustled hard. We prayed every day and God opened the door miraculously to a whole bunch of schools last minute. And we were able to get in five schools um, and managed to just represent in front of so many young people. And it was just amazing to see God provide and do something in that situation. Um, we had 350 young people come out in the gig and out of that, 182 young people made responses on the night. An incredible testimony of just God's faithfulness and that in the midst of challenge and opposition and difficulty, he is most interested in people responding to the gospel he wants to do something radical in their lives um, but as we so often talk about high it is not about just the response or that moment in there we want disciples and we've actually been investing in Southport for about 18 months now with a few different things that we've done there's this event called Sunfest they do where the church is together put on like a Christian event right on the seafront in the sun to try and just communicate something of the gospel and a whole bunch of stuff and I want Sammy to jump up now and tell the story about how they went over and invested did some stuff in schools and then yeah some stuff they saw over to you mate so we went to Southport last year to pilot the higher tour. So before it was going, we just went to like get a taste of how everything was going to work. And we went in a school called Greenbank and they now have a CU with 100 like young people meeting consistently, which is like mad. And then this year, uh, Amongst Wolves went and they were like, they smashed it out of the park and it was amazing. And now um, since the gig, the, the team has actually gotten in contact with 230 young people coming to see them at lunchtime. Um, and a hundred 130 of them are actually intentionally and persistently involved in the follow-up in that school. And it's just incredible because we didn't think this week was going to happen. And I remember being upstairs on one of the afternoons when we found out all the stuff that was happening and the chaos. And we just began to pray like, God, this is going to be the biggest follow-up that we've seen so far. And am I right in thinking that it literally is, which is fantastic. Like for the hub leaders and stuff that, that are looking into doing this with all the Corona stuff and all that stuff happening, like continue to pray. Like God is so faithful and he's so good and he's going to continue to just blow our minds so I was really encouraged by that yeah it's very cool isn't it the other thing I wanted to talk about as well I don't know if you've managed to all get your hands on or see we've got a new little product that we're giving out to every young person that makes a response it's a Lukacs version of the higher bible um, it's a very different style it kind of looks more like a traditional book a little easier to read with this amazing message of a young person that had um, basically read this twice cover to cover and would like turn up to a follow up group like what is this book and like don't worry there's more and, we're, and the whole point of the follow up group is you give them then the full copy of the bible to say go and get involved in this I was just thought that was so precious that a young person would be like, 
what is this? Like, we are so used to as Christians, aren't we? Like, yeah, I mean, I grew up in a Christian family. I think I had a Bible before I had anything that was written on paper. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's kind of like, actually, there's so many young people that are desperate for the words that are in here. What a privilege, what an amazing testimony. So we give these out to every young person that responds. May that bring fruit. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about is that there's a lady, um, a local partner, and big up um, Judith and Lucy as well on this. They, they, tr- they, tr- I mean, they're amazing anyway, right? They're the reason it actually happens. But um, these guys do training with um, loads of local partners before every event. And they always try and train people in the response team how to share the gospel. Um, and then also like how to run that little moment. You know, we often have the video footage of young people sat around the team member. And um, they're explaining um, the gospel basically to, to saved people. And this lovely lady afterwards came up and chatted to Judith and was like, I, I've never had someone explain to me like you have how to share the gospel and I'm so confident I'm going to go home and share the gospel on the bus um, and was just blown away by this idea I now know how to explain the gospel and you're like hang on a minute you're saved already you're part of a church you've come to serve a youth gig on a follow-up and we've literally just imparted something to you that now you can go and share that you're meant to know I mean I'm just like okay who's your church leader and can I talk to you and have you heard of something called advance um, we've got a good friend who can hook you up do you know what I mean it's like it's just mad stuff but I love what God is doing I love how he's just using every moment to just grab his church's attention back to the gospel, back to the timeless truth. Stock market's going down the pan. Coronavirus is everywhere. You know, the world is falling apart. But you know what's true? It's Jesus and the gospel. And it always will be. And it's the firm foundation which we make our decisions on and we base our lives on. What an amazing thing. And it's just such a privilege to be a part of it. The next update comes from Chipper, who oversees our work in the Midlands. We uh, recently had Soul Box in Walsall at uh, Walsall College, which is actually just round the corner from our, uh, from our offices. And Walsall College has over 4,000 uh, students enrolled there, and they were able to go in there with uh, Gav, our Eden team leader, who goes in there on a weekly basis. And uh, they did some lessons with some of the excluded kids there. And then in the atrium area, they were able to do a gig at lunchtime, which was absolutely awesome. Me and Greg were able to go and see that. And just seeing them engage with the young people was fantastic. And uh, they had a complete open door. The the, uh, teachers there, uh, the tutors were saying, pray for the students if you want, tell them about Jesus, whatever you want to do is great. And then the uh, teachers afterwards were emailing each other saying, what was that? That was amazing. We need to do this more often uh, in the the atrium area there. Then they went on with the Eden team, uh, with Gavin Jem there, into the community. And they did a pancake night, because it's pancake day, obviously. Uh, good old pancakes. Uh, they didn't know when they opened the doors, hardly anybody was there, but by no time at all, about 70 people turned up from the local community for the gig that uh, Soulbots were doing, and uh, eight people became Christians that night. Isn't that amazing? One of them uh, was from a traveller background who was completely uh, an atheist, was resisting the things of God, but uh, Gavin Jim just so encouraged that that person now is just sharing Christ with the family as well. The next update comes from Lauren, who works with Respect Me, but also oversees genetic sessions. 
And uh, we shared uh, a few months ago about uh, genetic sessions and you guys prayed for us. And God is on the move in genetic sessions. It's amazing. Uh, we had winter school in uh, February half term, which was amazing. Uh, we had 35 kids come to winter school, which was awesome. Um, and uh, seven of those kids uh, came from uh, No More Knives. Um, it was a bit of a hustle to get them there, but we got them there and they came along and I, uh, all the tutors got to chat with them uh, throughout the week and we had some great chats. Um, and uh, on the last day we did uh, the gospel response and uh, all week we'd been speaking to them about Jesus, telling them that Jesus loved them. Um, and then we did a response um, for an opportunity for them to respond. And six of the seven of these guys that had come from No More Nice responded to follow Jesus. How awesome is that? And I was chatting with um, one of the girls afterwards and uh, I was just like, you know, why um, was it this time? Because they'd had the opportunity to follow Jesus at No More Now. So what was it about this time uh, that made you want to make that decision to follow Jesus? And she said, you know what? At the gig, it just wasn't really for me. I just thought like, it's not really for me. I'm, I'm all right, thanks. But you know what? It's like alive. It's like real. Like I know I have to give my life to this. And I was just like, that's amazing. Like you genuinely had an encounter with Jesus. That's awesome. Um, and uh, we um, also go around uh, schools with respect me. And me and Adam were recently in uh, Macclesfield Academy. And we were doing this uh, lesson with the year 11s on abusive behaviour. And it's quite a heavy lesson. It's quite a deep uh, topic. And uh, Adam was sharing his testimony um, about how Jesus had set him free from self-harm. And I noticed this girl um, crying in like floods of tears at the side. And... Um, I just, I just grabbed her with the teacher and I just pulled her to one side and I just said, you know, are you okay? Like, is everything okay? And she started to tell me a little bit about her life and she started to say about how her dad was quite a, an abusive dad and her, uh, used to beat her mom up and loads of crazy stuff that this girl had witnessed. And as a result of it, she just felt really suicidal, like she just didn't want to be here anymore. And I was able to share with her about how Jesus had really radically and drastically saved me from committing in suicide and how he could do the same for her and he loved her and he got a plan for her and this girl right she didn't like give her life to Jesus in that moment but you could see that she was really listening she was really intrigued she was really like you know what I am going to go home and I am going to pray and I am going to ask Jesus to reveal myself uh, to himself to me like uh, you said so like let's just keep praying uh, for these kids and that's just one of many stories that I know uh, the bands and, and everyone else who's out there let's just keep praying for these kids that that Jesus would reveal himself to them that they would keep running after his heart and keep falling more and more in love with him We've talked about the Proximity Network on the podcast before and here's an update from Sam Ward about where things are at now It was uh, a couple of years ago at the Urban Hero Awards uh, a very shiny-headed young man stood up to share a vision that I'd shared with Andy just a few weeks before that. And uh, I kind of uh, began to share this vision I'd had for a unity movement amongst the church, focused and turned out towards the least reached, uh, this thing called the Proximity Network. Now, in January 2020, we launched, officially launched this website I'm going to talk to you about. That was on the Friday, Friday 31st of January. On uh, the next day, someone broke into my house, uh, 
stole various items from uh, belongings, and then the two cars that we had out front. And it felt like as soon as I lifted my head above the parapet, we got whacked with some stuff. That has kind of made me realize the significance of what we're working on here. Let me just remind you of the vision. So the vision was this, a network of missionaries for every disadvantaged community. And really, this has been growing in my heart. What would it look like to have a unity movement that sparks community transformation across the nation? See, the UK has got 4,261 different neighbourhoods that are considered to be the top 10% most disadvantaged. Now, if Eden continues to plant at its current rate, it would take 355 years to complete the mission. As I've said before, I don't have that long. I don't think I'll still be around in 2374. And, and so we've been looking at what it would it look like to make Eden go viral, to begin to work with some great partners to see transformation really come. And so we've been beginning this great piece of work that Ellie's been doing. Big up Ellie for the fantastic work she's been doing. Ellie has been tirelessly mapping all the ministries and missionaries that are actively engaged in work in some of those disadvantaged communities around the nation. And we've been partnering with some key players on what it would look like to work together to see transformation come. So this is what Ellie has achieved so far. 5,925 different ministries across the UK, including the major partners that we've partnered with, with, which is people like Christians Against Poverty, TLG Cinema Network, and so on. And we've been now looking at what it would look like to resource those guys who are doing brilliant stuff. What would we give them uh, to enable them to do their stuff better? How do we relate them together to form a network where people can share best practice? But then how can we release people into unreached or less resourced areas around the nation? And this is what the Proximity Network is. And so we've created this website that you can find if you just type in proximity-network into your browser. The website will pop up, and if we then go into the website, you should be able to see uh, that within there, um, you can then search various different postcodes or towns or places that will take you in. Oh, here we go. Look at this. Uh, There it is, proximity.network. Now then, tab down and then go onto onto the mapping element at the bottom, if you click on the map. This, will, this is where we've taken an interactive Google map, effectively, and begun to map on those areas of deprivation which are seen in red and pink. And then if you click into areas, this is what we've found so far, like a food bank there in Brighton. If you were then searching for somewhere, say Blackpool, one of the most disadvantaged communities, you can see what we've found so far. There's a bunch of great stuff. So what's next? We've been looking at what it would look like then to begin to celebrate what great stuff is already happening. How do we then cultivate the great things that are already going on and then begin to creatively together uh, work to, to make new things happen? And we've been looking at what it would look like to campaign for areas that are less resourced. We've established that there are 2,929 neighbourhoods that are considered unresourced. This is areas that are considered in the top 10% most disadvantaged that we can't find anyone working in yet. 
Now I say yet, what you will have found on your chair is a little flyer like this. If you know anybody great doing anything that is called in the name of Jesus to serve the poorest of the poor in our nation, if you fill out this card and stick it in a post box, it will come to us and you can help us build our database. I'm convinced there's some great stuff that we've still not spotted, but there is a bunch of places that are really under-resourced. And so we want to campaign for what we would call the top 10 worst, most disadvantaged, unresourced resourced places in the nation. This would be places like Jaywick Sands and, uh, and Nosethorpe and Thanet and Barrow and Furnace. Jaywick Sands, by the way, has been considered the number one most disadvantaged community for now over a decade and will be so for the next five years until the next indices of deprivation come out. But I can't really find any great work going on there. The church needs to act when it comes to Jaywick Sands. Together we can do something to bring a real impact to that neighbourhood. So we began to campaign for Jaywick. We began to put Jaywick out there. Who's doing great things in Jaywick? And if there's nothing, who will go? And then amazingly, we got contacted by this couple called Sandra and Mike, I think it is. And they said, we'll go. So, so Sandra and Mike, like just a couple of weekends ago, were in Jaywick Sands looking at properties. They'll move within the next year to start some kind of missional community and work out what it looks like to be the hands and feet of Jesus on the streets of Jaywick. That's the kind of stuff I want to do with the Proximity Network. The question is, how do we release more people? Because I would love the proximity network to be the the main driver for recruitment for the Eden network. You know, if we're struggling to recruit, then maybe if we could begin to advocate and go to the most uh, hardest to reach places in the UK, maybe the proximity network can be the way in which we release people into ministry. I've been working with my mate Rob Peabody. He uh, was a missionary to England, now he moved back to America, and he's invented this thing called VOMO. To describe VOMO, uh, the closest I can come is to tell you it's like Tinder for volunteering. What happens is you sign up as a potential volunteer, and then it geolocates you and tells you everything around you that you could do to serve. I think it's a genius idea. And so I, I had this moment, I was talking to someone online and she said, I wish I could get some people to move to my patch. And then suddenly I thought of Rob. Maybe it was a prophetic thing. I rang Rob and I said, Rob, what would it look like to see Vomo added to my map? My map of all those different areas, all those different ministries, looking for people that want to serve the poorest of the poor. What would it look like to add Vomo on the back end? And Rob said, I've been waiting for your call. We said, we've been praying for something like this in the UK. So Vomo is the next thing that we're looking at. Another area that keeps going from strength to strength is advance. Here's an update from Dan. We, uh, we now have 82 groups around the world in 27 countries, which is extremely exciting. Uh, that's around about 776 uh, people in those groups. And, and obviously, as we expand to different countries, we need the right languages to help those people to 
journey in their own uh, uh, native tongue. So we have at the moment nine completed translations. The most recent of those was the French one that we literally hot off the press received that uh, about 10 days ago. Um, and, uh, and Portuguese is a pretty recent development as well. Obviously, with some of these, um, with some of these languages, the, the spread and the impact of having a translation done in certain uh, uh, language is huge beyond the country itself. Um, I just got back last weekend from something called the GEF, the Global Evangelist Forum, and what the Global Evangelist was. One thing you learn very quickly when you start working in uh, in kind of evangelistic circles is that there's an awful lot of uh, acronyms of the same that basically use the same letters in a different uh, arrangement. And so what I've discovered is that there's uh, there's three different types of global evangelists. There's a global evangelist network, a global evangelist alliance, and a global evangelist forum. And trying to figure out between those three exactly who's doing what, where, when, and how is uh, is sometimes proving to be tricky. But what's great is that we're starting to come into greater alignment. And the forum, and the easy way to remember them is that the F doesn't just stand for forum, but for French, is a push into the French-speaking world. And what they're particularly trying to do is to uh, help people to understand uh, evangelism and evangelistic endeavor, and specifically the gospel, across French-speaking territories. So France and Switzerland and um, Belgium, uh, into French-speaking Canada, and then, and then the various nations across the continent of Africa that are French-speaking or have French-speaking people. And so as we develop there, having that French translation doesn't just open up the nation of France, it opens up many nations. And we're particularly excited about the doors that that will open up for us across uh, Africa. We've got a couple being finalized speaking of Africa right now with our Ugandan friends in Swahili and Lugandan, and, uh, and then many more to come. One of the most recent ones to pop onto our agenda was Burmese. And um, that's exciting because I really, uh, as you know, I'm very passionate about Asia in general is a vast continent, um, but, but at the moment, a lot of what we're doing is, is looking at South Asia, so the kind of southern Indian continent, and, and the, the, um, the Middle East. But what we really want to do is look further east, and, uh, and actually Burmese uh, would, would help to, uh, to kind of open up doors for us in Myanmar. And uh, Japanese is something that we've just given the, 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 the green light to, to somebody to start working on that, and, uh, and Filipino as well. So as we start to push out into Asia, and we've got to remember that, that the continent of Asia is basically where all the people are, uh, globally speaking. Obviously, people are spread right across this, this big old globe. But, but Asia is actually where two-thirds of the population of the world live. Please pray and give thanks to God for the partnerships that we already have, which are so awesome. But also alongside that, that we would see new partnerships come into effect. Finally today, I wanted to leave you with this amazing healing testimony from Danielle, who works in Shine. Since I was 18, I've had problems with my womb. I've miscarried. I had a twisted tube, a tilted womb, endometriosis, numerous things. Over the years, I've had doctors say, we want to give you a hysterectomy, we want to remove your tubes, and I've always been... No, I'm not doing that. I don't want that to happen. I've got hope. I've had people pray for healing and over the years and people say, oh, you're definitely going to be healed. You will have children, all that kind of thing. And then just before Christmas, I started having problems. I collapsed in the salon, ended up in hospital, had bleeding and bleeding and bleeding for weeks, had a few scans and eventually they came back and said, I've got a tumour. Said so I had a few weeks of waiting to say, is it cancer, is it not? We had a biopsy on that. That came back benign, but I was still bleeding. That wasn't linked to the tumour. 
so they were they were concerned about that. I went. I've been in and out of Withenshaw Hospital for the last few weeks, having cannulas put in my arm and codeine, and they said they were going to operate one night, and I, I begged to go home because they said they were going to operate in the morning. And when I went back the next day, they said we just want to do a scan, a more in-depth scan, just to make sure that before we operate, we operate on everything that we need to operate on. So I had the scan and they said, come back next Thursday for the results. Went into the surgery on Thursday. In between that, I've had a lot of people praying, people prayer groups, had a lady who didn't know who I was, say she commanded my womb back into alignment in the name of Jesus. And um, went into the doctors waiting for results of when they're gonna operate, what they're gonna do, preparing for the worst. And he said, right, we've got your scan here. It's completely clear. So obviously I'm like, mm, hang on. You lost my notes two weeks ago. Are you sure that scan's mine? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's yours, but it's not just clear. There's no tumor, but everything else is in full working order. So through tears and screaming and wanting to roll around on the floor in the surgery i'm like what are you talking about that can't be mine can i see and he shows us yes look this is your number this is yours and it, it literally bit by bit had tubes normal ovaries normal shape of the womb normal and no tumor so i asked him to explain it and he said he couldn't explain it i said i can god's healed me amen and he was like, well, I can't explain it. You've bled a lot. And I've asked for a copy of the scan. And yeah, so I just would really like to encourage anybody who's praying for healing or has got faith for healing just to keep the faith. It really encouraged me. I probably wouldn't have believed that I was ever going to be healed, if I'm honest, until it's actually happened. And yeah, amen. Praise Jesus. Thanks again for joining us on the Flow Podcast. I really hope you've been inspired by these amazing stories and testimonies. Do also remember that we still have the Main Message Podcast and we're going to be uploading loads of amazing archive on there during this next season as well. So check that out by putting Message Podcast into wherever you get your podcasts. God bless. Goodbye.